This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs is in his 41st year as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. I wanted to tell you what a great service you provide to this community. I listen to your show every week. Thank you for what you do for our community, for all the parents, coaches, and athletes. And now, here's your host, rated one of the best therapists in Kansas City, Missouri, by OnlineTherapy.com, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and welcome to our show here at Sports Radio 810 WHP here in Kansas City. I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. talking about your mind, sports psychology, attitudes, focus, sportsmanship, confidence, team building, success and failure, winning and losing. We talk about these topics on the show every week. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I look forward to doing the show with you and talking about these things as we get going into the world of sports. You know, um, I'll be beginning my 43rd year of work uh, day after Labor Day, being that tomorrow's Labor Day. And it's been a privilege to be here on the radio all these years, 33 years on the radio, the last 23 here at Sports Radio at 10 WHB. And for the 43 years I've been working, I've had the privilege of meeting so many wonderful people, some not-so-wonderful people um, along the way. Um, I love doing what I do. I love helping people. I love working with people and trying to accomplish their goals, overcome obstacles. And I enjoy working with teams. I enjoy working with individuals. And uh, I just want to thank everyone who's spent the time with me over the years for their support and for taking the time to trust me, trust my judgment, and trust the things we've worked on. It's been a, a really a privilege to do what I do. You know, I get to work with all kinds of athletes, professional, collegiate, high school, amateur, young, old. You know, the oldest, I've mentioned this many times before, the oldest person who ever came to see me was an 83-year-old female golfer. And when I said, why are you here? She said, quite frankly, Dr. Jacobs, my putting sucks. And the youngest was an 8-year-old gymnast who came in with about four or five pages of goals. Um Interesting how people develop and deal with success and failure, winning and losing. And as we get started today, I, I, I would not feel right if I didn't mention a couple things. First of all, if you're into music, you know yesterday we lost Jimmy Buffett, who was one of the, as, as my wife would say to me, one of the three artists I love to listen to. Um, a shame uh, to lose him, but... I love this music. It's something that's always relaxed me. It's always something I listen to in my car uh, after a long day. Just the idea of happiness that he provided in his music, um, I think, touched millions of people. And reading stuff about him yesterday, all the comments people were making about what an impact he had on so many people's lives, me included, I wouldn't feel good if I didn't mention that. And then... 
also. Next couple, there it is. Um, I also want to mention this. Um, if you've listened to the show before, you know I have numerous guests on. Last week I had Doug Wiesner on, uh, who's sports uh, athletic director at, at the University of Kansas Med Center. Um, I've had lots of guests, hundreds of guests over the years. Um, and a good friend of mine, Dr. Rory Murphy, a psychiatrist here in Kansas City, has been on with me numerous times, passed away last week. And I want to just mention that to our listeners. Rory was an incredible man, wonderful wife, Glennis, and two kids, and um, died suddenly. I, I don't know what happened, but he passed away suddenly last week. And I want to thank him for his friendship. I want to thank him for everything he's done for me, helped me through some, some bad times as well. But an incredible man, a great man, and I will miss him as well. And I wouldn't feel right if I didn't mention that as to you, our listeners, and um, you know, um, we come and go in life. Uh, it, you have to deal with the ups and downs, and we're all going to go at some point. Um, so, anyway, I want to thank Rory for what he did, and thank Jimmy Buffett for the music he's given me that's gotten me through hard times. And one of the things I loved about reading about him passed away is that his dogs were with him. Because I've always had dogs. I've got a wonderful greyhound, fourth one I've had. And uh, tell you what, animals, they just love you for who you are. Anyway, let's get started with today. So, you know, I come up with a topic each week that I think will be of interest to you, our listeners. And I work with all kinds of people. As I said, collegiate, professional, high school, youth rec athletes all, all over the place I, I see people talk to people uh, all over the country um, we'll have FaceTime or Zoom, Zoom sessions or phone sessions and I, I am always interested how they perform what goes on the ups and downs of their performance and and uh, I've been working with a young man who is a high school uh, athlete He's a baseball pitcher. He's also a quarterback. And he was all excited about his first game this week. And then yesterday I got a uh, text message from his family with a copy of a horrendous text that was sent to him after a game the other night. And this individual who sent him this, I'm not reading it, full of profanity, threatening him, challenging him because after the game which they lost he apparently was smiling or laughing about something and this guy threatened him in this in this text message and accused him of not caring and just it it it, it it's disgusting it's disgusting and uh so I want to talk about this this today about being on a team you know football's getting started High school sports are getting started, soccer, volleyball, cross-country, uh, tennis, uh, you know, girls' tennis. There's, there's, there's all kinds of stuff going on right now. Seasons are getting started. Baseball is wrapping up. Here in Kansas City, we're pretty happy about that, and everybody's excited about football starting. You know, um, what makes a team... A team is, is a combination of a lot of things. First of all, it starts with leadership. 
starts with guidance, direction. You've got to have coach, manager, director, whoever it might be, in charge who sets the guidelines, sets the parameters about training, about you know what we're doing in practice today. This is when you show up. This is when you don't show up. All the different things you have to deal with. I've I've talked about on this show forever. A good coach is a good psychologist. A bad coach needs a sports psychologist. One of my favorite sayings. And good coaches, well, not good. Any coach has to wear many hats as a coach. You have to be a disciplinarian. You have to be a a, a friend, a psychologist, a mentor, uh, a director. But you've got to be. A, you have to be a good listener. Good coaches are good listeners. Great, excuse me. Good coaches are good communicators. Great coaches are good listeners. And as a as a great listener, you have to hear the flow of your team, what's going on, how it's being handled, what's going on, positively or negatively. So this situation that that. I heard about yesterday is something, and it happens a lot, where a teammate gets upset with another teammate. But when you threaten a teammate, when you challenge a teammate about their dedication or commitment, and this, the, the profanity this young man used in this message is disgusting. So I want to I want to find out, and I'm going to get into our conversation with Cavell about what he thinks about this. But if I want to open up our phone lines. If you're a coach, what do you do when you have a young man or young woman on your team who gets furious about their teammates, about the way they act or the way they look, and then threaten them? When they threaten them, physically threaten them, what do you do as a coach? I think you have to suspend them. You have to discipline them. Find them, whatever it might be. At high school, you're not going to find them. I think in high school, you need they need to be suspended. There needs to be a conversation with, with you, the coach, the parents of both young young athletes in a meeting where you discuss what went on, clear the air, and find out exactly what went on. But when you have someone threatening someone on your team, I think that individual has to be, there has to be discipline. I think there has to be some kind of suspension. So I want to open up our phone lines and get your thoughts. If you're a coach, what do you do? What do you do when you have something like this happen? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. I don't care what level you coach. When you have a, a, a young athlete on your team, male or female, doesn't matter what level, starts to threaten their teammates about their commitment, their dedication, how much they care. And, of course, today in the age of social media, you know, you can say anything you want to anybody. And this this young man, quite frankly, is pretty stupid. He wrote all this stuff with his name on it and sent it. So it's out there. Not just for, for the young man who got it, but it's all over the place. So what do you do as a coach? 913-3810-810. When you have... Athletes on your team aren't getting along for whatever reason. How do you handle that situation? You have to have to have a game plan. So, Cavell, you've played sports your whole life. Yep. Anything like this ever happened with you? 
Not sure. you threatening somebody, I'm sure, but somebody threatening you or somebody threatening somebody on your team. No, I've, I've always had a better way with words. You know, so I've never, you know, I've, I've tried to rally the troops. I've tried to, you know, I've had to get on people, but, you know, not in a way where it's just the spirit. I guess I can't say I've never. because, But, you know, like, and a lot of times in sports, we're still evolving, but there's a lot of, if, when you think about it, Michael Jordan still gets praised for the dog in him, for the his will to win. You know, they they say he's still he's the goat still. Yeah, but excuse me, but he also gets criticized heavily by Scottie Pippen and Charles Barkley. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, but that's but that's a changing thing. That that wasn't that didn't happen in ninety. They wouldn't people wouldn't say that ninety eight. Well, we don't know that. Well, people we that, don't know that behind the scenes. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Phil Jackson, in my opinion, is one of the, the three greatest coaches ever, mm-hmm. along, along with John Wooden. They're two, two of the three. And he, the best book I've ever read is called Sacred Hoops by Phil Jackson, where he talks about his philosophy about coaching. And I'm sure the egos that existed on the Bulls mm-hmm. were huge. Huge. Okay. Starting with Michael Jordan. Okay. But now we're hearing, you know, Scotty Pippen doesn't want to talk to him. Charles Barkley said all this negative stuff. Of course, Barkley didn't play with him on the Bulls, but yeah. on the Olympic team. You know, about ego. And the ego of, of a great athlete. Now, and, and that's where here in Kansas City, we're, we are, and I use the word blessed, with a young man named Patrick Mahomes. Because yeah. you don't hear stuff like that about him from anybody. Which, from, from now or since sixth grade to now. What you hear about Patrick Mahomes is what a great teammate he is. Forget how great a quarterback he is. We can't forget that because he is the best. (laughs) But I think what, what, and I've never met him. I work with several Chiefs players privately who've all told me, offensive, defense, and special teams players, have all told me, Mitch Morris of the former Chiefs centers with the Bills has been on the show and mentioned it before. You talk about lucky. He's been the center for... Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Yeah. And he said both of them, great people, great people. So I think when you have somebody like that as as your leader, it makes things better. It permeates. But his, because his ego, it's not about him, it's about the team. Yeah. And, you know, not to disparage Dan Marino here. But, you know, Marino is always regarded as one of the most talented quarterbacks, but he wasn't necessarily a great leader. He didn't necessarily, like, speak to his teammates and people in a nice way. And you see, like, he went to the Super Bowl his first year and never got back. Never went back, right. So I think that has something to do with it, for sure. Well, Len Dawson was was the same way. I mean, I've had many ex-Chiefs, but Otis Taylor was on my show uh, several players that, that played with him over the years, Bobby Lily Lanier, uh, talked about Lenny the Cool, about how he handled himself and how he was with the, with the play, players. And you know, when Len Dawson was playing football, when he started playing professional football, black players were just really starting to come into the game. Yeah, and they didn't care. You know, Lenny Dawson didn't care what color your skin was; he cared who you were. Yeah. And I think that, you know, of course, that's that doesn't exist now anymore in football or really in sports or in life, for that matter, as it shouldn't. But I, I think that the key issue here is this. 
when you have a, this, I've got the text here, which I can't read it, that this young man wrote, threatening this other young man and the young, other young man is the quarterback of his team, threatening him about not caring. And, and the response from the young man was, what are you talking about? I care. You know, I'm, I'm a human being. I, I smile. I, I, I express things. You know, yeah. After after a loss, you're not going to sit there and punch things, break things. You got to move on in life. So when you w- did you ever have a teammate that maybe not towards you, but towards somebody else in your team, lost it, you know, got threatening, wanted to fight or challenge them or whatever. I remember it was probably junior year. I remember our quarterback broke his leg, and. Like the next day or couple of days in practice, one of the offensive linemen called out the other offensive lineman and said, "You're the re- yeah, you're the reason Joe broke his leg." And the coach got on him and said, "You know, yeah, you're not going to call out your teammates. You're not going to blame things on her like that. And you know, because so, everybody makes mistakes." And he said, uh, "If you're going to lead, there's different ways to lead, but don't just say stuff. If that makes sense." Yeah, and and so emotion, emotion. Okay, emotion is part of life. Obviously, um, we have to emote, we have to feel, we have to express, and frustration is part of sports. God knows I have a lot of frustration when I play golf, but the fact of the matter is, it, you have to deal with that. And so, if you're on a team, and maybe you feel I'm giving everything, I'm putting it all out there on the line. But you see a teammate who's not doing that. What's what's the best way to deal with that? Is it your job to go up to that teammate and get in their face? No. I think as a teammate, you see somebody who's maybe not putting out. Instead of threatening them, how about talking to them? What's going on? Maybe they've got something personal going on. Yeah. Maybe they're not into it. Maybe, maybe there's some stress in their family. Maybe their home life's not good. I mean, who knows? Yeah, but when when you get get like that, I mean, people are entitled to get angry. Mm-hmm. But when you start threatening your teammates and and going after them on you know social, see, I tell you know our shows are podcasted everywhere. I get on sound as I've mentioned SoundCloud, the app. I get five thousand listens to a week of my podcasts. Our shows, you know, I've got. 10 years of podcasts on there. It's amazing. All over the world, I got all these these you know hits on these different podcasts. And being a good teammate, to me, is about understanding when somebody's not playing well or somebody's screwing up, getting angry at them, that's not being a good teammate. I mean, you can, you're entitled to be frustrated. But then threatening them? Yeah. Because... You don't think they're, they they have the same? Maybe, maybe they don't care about it the same way you do. Yeah, or or maybe yeah. Some people like yeah. As when I was younger, a loss would be different than me that for me than if I was older, and more mature, and understand in perspective. And some people are given that perspective later. Well, learning how to win and lose, success and fail, part of life and everything we do. But when you play a team sport. Everyone is not going to be on the same page. It's, it's just not possible. Mm-hmm. You know, a soccer team has 11 players out on the field. They may have 20-something players on, like, like the pro teams. I work with the Kansas City Current. There are 11, young, uh, 11 women on the field, but there's another 
I mean, 16, 17 players that aren't out. Now, several are injured, uh, but everybody doesn't get in. And it's not easy to deal with. But you've got to be a good, good teammate. And this young man, in my opinion, I, I'd like to see if any coach will be willing to call up and ask us, what, what do you do when you have a player on your team who gets angry and, and, and verbally uh, attacks another player, cusses them out, threatens them, challenges them, basically wants to get in a fight with them because they didn't like the way the guy acted after a game. What do you do as a coach in that situation? Do you leave it alone? Do you bring these kids in and talk to them? I'd like to hear from a coach. I know it's Labor Day weekend. I know it's early, but let's see if we can get a call in here about this because this this is a big issue with, with a lot of kids about winning and losing success and failure. So if you're a coach and your team has some strife, has some, some angst going on, you've got a player who's angry at another player because they don't think they're putting out the way they are, and they start to threaten them, what do you do? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. At the same time, if you're a parent and your son or daughter is verbally attacked by another teammate, what do you do? Do you call the coach? Do you demand a meeting? Do you threaten to take your kid off the team? Do you want the other kid kicked off the team? What do you do about that? Because, let's face it, this stuff happens a lot, and we have to have a game plan to deal with it. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Our phone number here is 913 I'd love to hear from you if you're a coach, you're a parent, you're an athlete. You're an athlete and this happens. You get threatened by another teammate. What do you do? Get in a fight? Well, yeah, that really solves everything. You get in a fight. Then you'll both be kicked off the team or suspended for a while. 913-3810-810 is the number. Give me a call and let's talk. We're on Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB here in Kansas City. And in honor of the passing of Jimmy Buffett, we're playing a little... Jimmy Buffett music when we come back from our breaks here today. And um, I'm talking about this topic. If you're a coach and you've got teammates not getting along on your team, what do you do? And this is in regards to a message I got yesterday. Uh, a player that I work with, quarterback on a team here in town, got an incredibly disgusting, threatening, a series of Disgusting, threatening messages from another player on the team because after the, after the game which they lost, he was smiling, laughing about something. Well, gosh, he's a human being; he has feelings and emotions. And but the stuff this this young man sent him is disgusting. So, if you're a coach and you've got angst on your team, how do you handle it? No one's called in. I'd love to hear from you if you're a coach. You've got teammates not getting along teammates threatening other teammates what do you do our phone number is 913-3810-810 if you're the parent of one of these players what do you do i think i think the the answer quite frankly is you find out that your son or daughter has been threatened by another player on the team 
you need to you need to contact the coach and demand a meeting with the coach with your son or daughter and talk it out and see what's going to be done and i know if if my one of my sons never happened with them but it, when they played sports had they been threatened by another player on the team that's what i would have done i would have wanted to have found out why what was going on i mean if my either my son does something wrong they take responsibility for it but this young man was smiling laughing about something the game was over and this teammate just just went ballistic on him our phone number is 913-3810-810 if you're a coach what do you do you know as a coach you have to you got to design how the plays that the plays are going to be run you've got to design what's going to happen in the game but you also have to deal with people and their feelings and emotions and that's where you know I always talk about you can have two athletes who are physically the same but one the stronger mind will come out on top having a stronger mind is also about dealing with failure dealing with negativity so Cavell jump in here we were talking during the break about this okay yeah I was saying um, so th- this type of behavior that type of action is not uncommon i don't believe i don't know if it's less uncommon today but i know i graduated in 2008 so around that time it's not man you're young i graduated in 1972 oh wow just shows you how old i am well thank you i've been feeling old the last few days so you're you're (laughs) you're a young guy buddy let me tell you yeah i'll be i i'll be 70 next year i haven't turned 69 yet but i'll be 70 next year 70 well It, it ages you my friend well you look no you know a couple days over 40 Thank you very much. No problem. No problem. I was challenged about my age by uh, one of the pro soccer players. She, she kept saying, there's no way you're 68 years old. I had to shorten my driver's license to prove it. Anyway, forget <laughs> that. Okay, go on. So, But, um, but yeah, there, there's – people don't know how to lead. I think leadership – some people have it naturally. Very few people have it naturally. You say Le- like a LeBron James. He just, he just woke up. Well, he was just born and a leader. But, you know, most people have to be taught – or be in situations where they see, okay, you handled this right or you didn't handle this right. But a lot of times it comes out as that way. And and a lot of times in those situations, the that person knows who they can talk to, who they can do that to, if that makes sense. It's, it's almost sort of that, what's that new word, toxic masculinity? You know, where you try to prove you're an alpha male, you try to prove it's your team try to take ownership of it but you know when it just goes too far so like yeah and back in the day i would say sometimes you need just a physical altercation well that's going to happen no matter what you know there's going to be that that angst that leads to physical confrontation which obviously puberty's involved and all that you know well look the growth process is a learning process and and you, if all you ever do, this, this is one thing I see with a lot of athletes, especially who make it to the professional or collegiate level than the professional level. They've learned when you get to the professional level, you have learned how to fail. You've learned it's part of what goes on. You don't like it. It disgusts you. It ticks you off. But you learn to deal with it and you learn to grow from it. But when you're at the high school level, you haven't necessarily learned that from a maturity standpoint. And 
everybody, you know, your high school football team's got, you know, there, there's maybe 90 kids, you know, in all the, the different grades on the team. You've got some kids that are on the team because their parents are making them be on the team. Some kids are on it because they love football. Some kids are on it because they're talented and they're going to play in college. Some want to just stay in shape. Some want to, yeah. So everybody's there for different reasons. But the makeup of, of a successful team, you know, there's so many components that go into a successful team. And, and I know when I work with teams, one of the things I do is we'll have, a you know, I'll have weekly meetings and the first one of the first sessions after I'm introduced we get started I will do a, a team uh, listing of different things we, we, we'll, we'll write down team goals team strengths team weaknesses teams fears teams distractions team stressors we identify these issues and then we work on them as the season moves along and I've done for example for years I worked with Rick Benband who one of the great coaches I've I've worked with over the years, starting with the Kansas City Comets back in the '80s, then when he worked at UMKC with their men's soccer team, and we did that every year with the team, and then we'd have weekly meetings where we talk about stuff. You know, we had players from different. When I started with with the Comets, we had players from like 13 different countries on the team. Some barely spoke English. We had one guy came here from Yugoslavia, Demir Haramina. He didn't know any English. Eventually, he learned how to speak it, and it was 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 fluent in it, but. I couldn't imagine having to d- figure out how to deal with the uh, psychology part of it and learn the language in a new place. It's it's a hard thing. Yeah, and so part of part of the whole growth process is understanding each other. Okay, so when you but when you have this situation where a high school athlete on your team goes ballistic and and sends these threatening text messages to a teammate because they don't think the teammate cares like he does or she does. As a coach, you have to take charge of that situation. Yeah. If you don't, when and, and there's a situation here in town, and I won't say who or what school, but years ago, and I knew of this very well, there was a star basketball player on a team, one of the high schools, and he had drinking problems as a high school player. Mm. He had two DUIs during the season. The school had a policy about that, but because he was the star of the team, the coach let him go. Didn't discipline him for that. He went on, got, got a college scholarship, but was kicked off the first team he went to. Went to a second team, got kicked off that team because of his drinking. Nobody really, nobody got in the way of it. Well, they didn't want to deal with it because he's the star athlete. Want to win that next game. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I you know, I think if 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 we're going to look at how you build kids' character, you know, this young man who sent these horrendous texts. I hope this school, the football coach, the athletic director. Are gonna first of all? I think he, I think he should be suspended, not be allowed to play for one or two weeks. I don't care if he's the best player on the team. When you threaten a teammate, you know he physically threatened this kid in the in the verbiage on these texts. I I I I wouldn't want him playing for a while. I'd want him to figure out and and 
most importantly, he needs some counseling. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little well, biased. I'm a sports psychologist, but that young man needs some help to figure out why he's so angry and how to channel that anger in a positive way rather than getting angry at a teammate who was laughing or smiling after a game. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of times it's posturing. Is pontificating the right word? We'll use it. So, like, after the game, when you don't know how to handle situations, but you've seen videos, you've heard, this is how you do it, if that makes sense. Like, I'm sure at practice, he yells at guys, and the coach is like, good job. You see you see this, kids? This is a leader, you know? And a lot of times, you get a, the guys will get a battery put in their back. I can think of a few situations where, you know, we're practicing, we're practicing, and then one guy tries to, like, become like an extension of a coach. And that was always my problem. Like, hey, settle down. You know, we your locker's next to mine. You're not the coach. But a lot of times the coaches will empower that, thinking you need leadership on the team. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But where it becomes wrong is where it becomes threatening. Yeah. Where you challenge someone with, I mean, the profanity in these messages is disgusting. Okay. Yeah. And and you know, physically threatening this other kid. That that tells me, you know, it, it says a couple things about this young man who 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 wrote the threatening text message. Number number one, he wants to win really badly. Let's face it, that okay, yeah. I get that. But where's your self control? You know, you don't have control of other people. If if this bothered him so much that this this young man that I that works with me, he thought was laughing after a game. Go, hey, can I talk to you about something? You know, I want to win really badly, and it, and it seemed to me you don't care. You, you were sitting there, like, what was it? And and the young man who was left, said, you know what? That's what I do with stress. I try to calm down. I, I try to laugh. Conversation. Yeah, I mean the game's over. Mm-hmm. Not going to go in, into a black hole and get depressed and fall apart. I, I've got to move on. Yeah, my my aunt lives three states away, and she came to the game, and she brought my favorite carrot cake after the game. That's a reason to smile. Yeah, well, so how you do it, and this is where the leadership of the, of the, the coach, the manager, the person in charge has to come in. I'd love to hear from you if you're a coach. And, and you you have you have a situation on a team like this where one of your players verbally threatens another player because they didn't like the way they acted during the game. What do you do about that? 913-3810-810 is the number. If you are a parent of, of either side of this, the, the athlete who's threatening the other athlete or the athlete who's being threatened, how do you handle that as well? Nine one three three eight ten eight ten is the number. Give me a call. And let's talk. We're on the Leader in Sports Sports Radio eight ten WHP. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and in honor of the passing of Jimmy Buffett, we're playing his music during our our uh, comeback from the breaks here this morning. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm here every Sunday morning from seven eight a.m. As I mentioned, I'm beginning this week my forty third year of work as a sports psychologist, one of the first trained sports psychologists in the country. And I've had the privilege to work with so many people, so many wonderful people throughout the years at all levels, Olympics, professional, collegiate, high school, amateur. And uh, I just want to thank everybody who's worked with me, put the faith in, in my work. I've enjoyed doing it. And 
you know, I've been on the radio now for 33 years here in Kansas City, last 23 years here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. Our show is on early on Sunday mornings. It's podcasted everywhere. You can go to my website, winnersunlimited.com, and check out the podcast there. They're on all the major apps. And today's topic is this. Um, I have a young man I'm working with who's a high school quarterback. And after their first game, which they didn't win, he got a whole series of threatening text messages from a teammate, uh, threatening him, saying he didn't care, he didn't matter, because after the game was over, this young man was smiling or laughing about something. And so this teammate sent him these horrendous, I've got, got them on my feet, sent them to me, these horrendous messages about how he didn't care and he's going he's gonna to physically take him out. All right? Now, emotions are part of life. Just because somebody is smiling or laughing doesn't mean they don't care. If they're crying, doesn't mean they're totally upset. I mean, they may be upset about something, but it's not fair to judge somebody else on your team about how they handle something. Now, if you don't like the way they're reacting, what do you do? Well, I think what you do is you you go up to them after the emotions have settled and say, hey, can we talk? Something bothered me about the game the other day. After the game was over, you were, you were looked like you were joking around. What, what was that about? And then you say, well, you know what? Somebody said something funny. I laughed. I mean, it sort of broke the tension, broke the stress. It made me feel a little bit better. And we got to move on. But go ahead. That's a real mature conversation for, you know, some young guys. And I think sometimes situations have to happen, so they have to. Well, that's how you learn. Yeah, that, that's how you learn. So adversity. Yeah. Excuse, excuse me. A bit. No. Adverse, you learn more from adversity. Yeah. Than from constant success. And I hope that kid gets coached up, whether he gets a game, a quarter, has to run extra, some community service. I don't know. But I, I hope it's a coaching moment, not just a don't do that. You're not a – you know what I mean? Well, it, it it that's one, as you just said on the head, it's a coachable moment, A. B, but that is not acceptable behavior. I don't care what team you're on. Yeah, you know, you don't threaten somebody, physically threaten them, and because that that to me says this young man's not balanced. Okay, he's not balanced in in how to deal with adversity and failure and negativity, because we all have to deal with it. It's out there, it's all over the place. It's everywhere we go. Yeah. So if you don't learn how to deal with that, you know what's going to happen when he gets older. You know, now, is he is he reacting that way because his goals are steeper than the, the, the young man I'm I'm seeing? Maybe. Young man I, I mean the young man I'm seeing is great kid, great great family. And very committed. Okay. Probably probably a balanced family and the other guy probably doesn't have Probably not. Okay. Um what'll be interesting is is, is I do know that there was gonna be a meeting with apparently both parents and both kids and we'll see what happens from that which was good that that's being set up but you know i mean look losing sucks i don't think there's any other way to put that yeah 
it, it, it sucks to lose. It's no fun to lose, but but you learn more from losing than from winning. Because when you lose, you have to ask why, what happened, what do we need to do to get better. When you win, you need to do the same things, but you feel a little bit better because you've won than you've lost. But if you're, you know, when you, when you lose, you have to look in the mirror and ask yourself, what did I not do? What do I need to do to get better? And there's going to be some angst and anger about, about things when you fail. But if you allow that to filter into how you interact with your teammates, how you talk to them, how you address them, how you deal with them, plain, flat, and simple, that's just not healthy. And so that's where the young man who sent these messages, in my opinion, needs some help to to learn about balance, okay? To learn about, you know, just because you want to win so badly doesn't mean everybody else feels the same way. And maybe that's going to push you to higher heights, more success. Maybe that'll push you to the point where you, you become very successful, okay? But at the same time, you know, that doesn't mean everybody else is on that same page with you. Yeah, and there's a there's a positive way to challenge your teammates. I think that's the, the, the line because you can say two things and mean like two people can say two different things and try to say the same thing, but one comes out as, Hey, it sets a bad tone when the leader when one of the leaders of our team is joking around or playing around. When the freshmen see the varsity starter joking around they could take that as that you don't take it serious and a guy and that could be a little bit more receptive from both guys say okay i see what you're saying you know and try to find some middle ground rather than i'm gonna take you out back (laughs) well so as we wrap things up what so let's say you were the target cavell Mm -hmm. you're the target of this this young man's wrath and anger okay okay what would you do Today or no, 15 what, years ago? What would you do? So I guess it's two ways. So before I had any involvement or learning, I approached that head on. And, you know, and for for lack of better words, I approached that head on and feel like I would accept the challenge. But like you said, I feel like today – in today's day, you know, I would say more of along the lines of, hey, that's how I handle losses. You know, my dad had a heart attack. You know, he didn't. I'm just giving an example. You know, like, you know, people have heart attacks because of all this pressure. And I'm trying to have balance in life. You know, I give everything to this. But after when I see my family, I'm a person. Right. And, you know, just try to explain it. And, yeah, see if we can find some common ground. And then say, hey, I can handle this type of teammate, but a lot of guys can't. So be careful communicating that that way, if that makes sense. That's what I would do now. But I couldn't say that for a 17-year-old me. Okay, so let me ask this question. In this situation here where this, this young man is, is sending threatening messages to a teammate, threatening, yeah, full of profanity, threats, things like that, what's your suggestion that should be done? What would you do if you were the coach? 
if I was the coach, I, I would figure out what the consequence would be. But once again, I would use it as a coaching moment because I, I tell them, you know, like most people don't communicate this way. You couldn't work at, you couldn't be a lawyer and motivate your team that way. You can't run a restaurant and motivate your team that way. A lot do. Don't get me wrong. But there's more positive ways to coach and to make people better around you. So, like, yeah, I, I would try to use it as a moment of, like, you clearly have some natural want to take leadership and take ownership. You just have to do it more positively. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I think that this is this is a great learning experience for both these young men. Okay. Um, about how you handle frustration, anger, pressure, stress. Um, Even in life. Well, but you, that's what I was going to say. Is it, it doesn't matter what you do, sports, work, wherever, relationships, marriage, family. You're going to get angry. You're going to get frustrated about something. But it's how you handle it and react to it and grow from it that's going to get better. So you hit on the head. This is, I don't like the term teachable moment, but that's really what it is. It's a teachable moment. It's It's where... So, so my my feeling would be, if I'm the coach of this team, you, you bring them in with their parents, and you discuss the situation. I think the young man needs some help who made the threatening messages. He probably needs to be. I'd suspend him for a game or two. Yeah. I don't care how good he is. Yeah. You got to learn from that. Hope you enjoy the show. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs here every Sunday morning from seven to eight a.m. and I bring up topics that be of interest to you as listeners. Our shows are podcasted everywhere, as I said. <clears throat> Go to my website, winnersunlimited.com. You can also listen to me on Tuesday nights from 7 to 7.30 Central Time. I do a Facebook Live interview show where I talk to coaches and athletes about the mental side of sports. You can reach me several ways. My email is drj at winnersunlimited.com, drj at winnersunlimited.com. My phone number is 816 816- Five six one five 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 six one to get a hold of me. I want to talk about possibly working with me. Any questions or comments, feel free to get a hold of me. Hope you enjoy the show. Our shows are podcasted everywhere. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next Sunday here on the Leader Sports Sports Radio eight ten WHB.